0: Hi, and welcome to the online Education pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I got the chance to talk with Stellan and Anders about a company that they often refer to as the company that treats you exactly how you want to be treated. It's Amazon. We're going to talk about what Amazon is, how it became so successful... And how you should view Amazon as a business. Is it a potential partner or a competitor? Enjoy. So Anders, how would you describe Amazon?
1: Don't know exactly how you ask. But I would say in in my case, they are the answer on on, uh, the ever most asked question by me, which is what brand treats you exactly like you want to be treated no one in my world is even close to amazon that's how i describe amazon yeah they treat me exactly like i want to be treated and they have done so since july 5 1994.
0: and stella if you would define amazon as a company how would you uh, i um
2: bought a book a long time ago, which I I think was titled The Everything Store. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think that's a very good description of Amazon Mm -hmm. and the position that they chose fairly early on. um, And they have relentlessly pursued since then. That's a short description.
0: So Anders, uh, why, why have Amazon become so successful, according to you?
1: In in addition to many Swedish people that I have seen commenting publicly on the so-called internet, I've been a customer for 26 years. And there's, from my perspective, there's a very, very easy way to describe them. Relevant and never intrusive. And from a sort of answering why they have become so successful is testing and structure and very much using common sense. That, that's my short answer of how they have become so successful.
0: Yeah, and uh, Stellan, do you agree? Oh. Yeah, I agree. And uh, if I'm
2: going to add something to that, it would be looking back at um, the first annual uh, letter to shareholders that uh, Jeff Bezos is still referencing saying that it's always day day zero <laughs> or day one yeah. and um i think it's um yeah there is a lot in this That if it's day zero and not uh, not day one uh, it means that we're we're still a startup and uh if you can maintain that but still being a giant then um, you have you, you end up in a situation where you tend to become successful when you go uh, stale and uh, you end up further in the process you you optimize for other things and then and then you, you reach midlife.
0: <laughs> yeah. So treating customers like customers want to be treated and uh, the ability to, to operate like a startup kind of. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. So recently Amazon launch, launched in Sweden. Anders, you mentioned you've been a custom, customer for a long time uh, for Amazon. Have you made any purchase on the Swedish version yet? Privately yes. or professionally? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, privately on, on um, the Swedish one. Mostly because I think I know about where they are with it. Historically, I had to buy for mm-hmm. obvious reasons through US. Mm-hmm. After that, I have always bought through UK. And now I start to test what they have and don't have on the Swedish site, the .sc, compared to .co.uk. And um, my son is okay in English, and most likely he won't hear this part. Yesterday I bought a beautiful chess game to him, which I first planned to buy to the Swedish site, but it turned out that through the U.S. site I could b- buy an even nicer one so that we bought yesterday and um, tonight when we go to our summer house i know that there are three different slatan shirts that we bought one through the swedish side and two through the uk side so that's what i've done lately privately and for suma i bought two books from uk tuesday so i believe that we would get them today or Monday
0: and have you uh, experienced any difference um, as a customer uh, buying from the Swedish one versus the UK and US
1: that, that I'm spoiled with that they have a few more things through UK and, and definitely through US than, than they have right now on the Swedish one yeah I, but I have heard so many comments from people who've been first time visiting Amazon and we can think whatever we want about how surprised they get. And what what I have heard privately are the prices. How the hell can they make money when the eyeliner that I used to pay 180 Kroner for, someone told me, is 89 Kroner at Amazon. And we, we can think a lot of things about that, about monopolism and, and so on. But privately, the the people who spend their time on on checking what they have and how it functions, not the ones who complain about auto translation. They are surprised about the prices.
2: Well, it's also a, a fact that Amazon is uh, from the US basically and Web Services is uh, subsidizing e-commerce in, in Europe. Because, um, they haven't they just made losses, basically. So yes, um, some uh, competitors have had to adjust their, their pricing in order to compete, that's, that's the way it is. Um, I guess everyone in Europe is probably pretty good at making sure that they operate according to laws and reg- regulations in Europe and then the playing field is the same anyway. And, uh, yeah. So um, I, I don't think we should sort of bash them too much about that for now at least. Uh, I've uh, personally bought um, Christmas uh, Calendar, um, and I bought it from Amazon just because it was sold out, uh, where I intended to buy it from. Yeah. Pricing was uh, roughly the same, so uh, not, not a big difference in that.
0: So most of our listeners, they are operating in B2B. Um, I'm just curious, have you bought anything professionally yet, Stellan, or for Zuma, or...
2: No, I haven't, but uh, I could well uh, well imagine myself doing, especially if I was, um, let's say, in the service industry. When I go and buy uh, screwdrivers and nails and um, all that types of stuff, uh, I see all the uh, service guys' cars uh, parked outside from uh, both um, bigger construction companies and uh, installer companies and so on. And, uh, and of course, then uh, down to single people, small uh, firms. But um, it's interesting that they, they no longer only buy at the, what's grossista. system? They no longer just buy at the outlets that they used to do. They also yeah. buy at, at normally sort of consumer chains. And so I think we'll see that behavior online as well. And uh, Amazon is probably going to be a catalyst uh, of that also.
0: So how, how should B2B companies uh, think about Amazon? Are they a potential partner or a competitor?
2: Yeah, that's a very important question to ask yourself. And I think the answer depends a lot on, on where you are in your business at the moment. I myself, if I was a startup that wanted to reach out broadly in a very short time period, I would consider Amazon as sort of a, a starting platform to make that leap. If I had um, a, a sort of very well organized distribution chain uh, and sort of a, a, a high level of, of sort of protective borders around my business, I'm not so sure that I would uh, sort of take the leap and, and uh, open up to Amazon as a sales channel. So um, I think it depends on your, on your position. Um, and you have to think about the competition in that way as well. So, um, your smaller competitors will definitely utilize Amazon sooner or later. And, um, then the question is, will that make them leapfrog you eventually, or what do you do to sort of tackle that? So you you can't ignore, even if you decide not to go with Amazon, you can't just ignore Amazon. Yeah. You have to make an active plan for Amazon.
0: Yeah. Anders what's your take on on that
1: I mean you you have the possibility and I speak general now you have the possibility to ask yourself a couple of of questions connected to to your question we we have seen examples through the years where um, where, where companies have actually come in a position where they compete with themselves and themselves being Amazon uh, where where distributors or wholesalers or local agents have decided to go with Amazon. So you, you have to ask yourself a question, which is, uh, are you sure you have all the agreements and, and contracts in place when it comes to your partners and, and your wholesalers and everyone else? You, you have to ask yourself if you can, um, if you have the right knowledge and, and access to, to drive successful e-commerce on your own without yeah. Amazon or Alibaba or whoever, you, you have to think when you go to a new country where Amazon is perhaps present and active, if the investment on doing it yourself versus doing it together with Amazon mm. in a new country is, is relevant, uh, you have to think through your brand, what it means for your brand. And you have to think through what your principle is when it comes to customer data do you want to know all the? do you want to have and own all the transactional data I'm, I'm just throwing up a couple of questions now but you you need to be very very structured and firm on when when you do this you need to answer a couple of questions when it when it comes to everything from as mentioned data to contractual things Although a very broad answer but but um as long as you can make the decision yourself make make sure you answer all the right questions
0: so Stella uh, do you have any recommendations for companies that face these uh, questions right now?
2: Yeah, a very important one. I think is that the decision uh, about Amazon, which you have to make then, as I said, regardless of whether you you ultimately sell with them or not, should go at the highest level. It shouldn't be um Yes, some individual somewhere who takes an initiative and does something, bridging what Anders said with contractual things and so on, where you end up competing with yourself eventually and so on. So it really needs to be an active decision on how do we tackle Amazon at the, the very highest level in your company.
0: And Anders, um, what, what will be the next step for Suma uh, related to Amazon?
1: i 'm pretty tired of everyone that that only have a sort of opinions about things and never tried things so if if I would be a decision maker in in a let's say for example manufacturing industry or b2 b company i would des- definitely t- start testing i would start ordering things and i would start start purchasing things privately and for the company no matter what size of the company and i I would start looking at the for example, industrial section on Amazon, and see what others provide. And then I would do a, a test of selling one product, making the agreement, selling one product in one country and see what happens. Then I either pull out or I go all in. Was, was that covering your question?
0: Yeah, um, um, my question now is, what would be the next step for Suma? we? That,
1: that's already in the plan. If you go to Suma's site today, it's an e-commerce site that you yeah. can explore. And one of the things that will be sold there from April 10, although soon you will be able to do a pre-order, is the online education and digitalization book. And that one will be the first product that we sell through Amazon. And as soon as Amazon is ready for the next step, uh, we want to be the first service provider Uh, as a uh, sort of online education digitalization agency selling our full offering through Amazon.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. Before we end, I want to highlight Stellan's quote that you cannot ignore Amazon. You need to make an active plan on how to approach them. And with that being said... I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you like it, you can subscribe to it on suma.se.